Podcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the city of innovation, education, and of course, Fenway Park, this is TI Clergy Corner, bringing you timely, insightful, and impactful sermons from Temple Israel of Boston. In this episode, we'll hear Rabbi Elaine Zecker's Shabbat Awakenings, a reflection as we make our way toward Shabbat entitled Seismic Shift. The headlines screaming across the morning paper summarize a reaction most of us, if not all of us, have been feeling. Draft abortion ruling signals seismic political shift. It It was the word seismic that immediately caught my attention. Hasn't it felt as if the world is quaking right beneath our feet? The continual shape-shifting COVID variants, reaching one million COVID deaths in the U.S., the despot Putin, a murderer and a megalomaniac, and millions of refugees seeking shelter, of those ignoring the election results in this country, of what we know that the numbers don't lie, even though some people do. Where does this leave us as we shake in our shoes and watch the ground crack? For the climate crisis is upon us and we may lose our earth on which to quake as well. So breathe, breathe deeply. Right now and this week came the news from the leak of a draft of a document from the Supreme Court, the very governmental entity that is supposed to represent equanimity removed from partisan alliances. As Justice Sotomayor has already inquired in a recent case challenging abortion, Will this institution, talking about the Supreme Court, survive the stench that this this kind of behavior creates in the public perception that the Constitution and its reading are just political acts? The contents of the leaked decision are already well known. The landmark decision of the right to an abortion rooted in American law for the past 50 years is precariously perched on the edge of its existence. Right, sorry, how do we gain stability when we feel so off balance? First, with our Torah portion. Right in the center of Leviticus, in the middle of the Torah, comes the holiness code. It is not about the sacred nature of life or when life actually begins. Rather, its focus is on the sacred nature of how we live life and regard one another. Said in another way, it is about pro-living, not pro-life. Judaism's vision of humanity speaks to the holy task of our behavior toward one another. So how do we think about this complex issue surrounding and involving abortion? One, abortion is not just a woman's issue. Yes, abortions involve a pregnant person's body. And I don't need to remind you that a sperm and an egg make a pregnancy. 50 plus years ago, 
Women had to rise up to protect our bodies. Women had to march for the Equal Rights Amendment. Women had to deal with childcare. Maternity leave was regarded as vacation time. And I know there are people in this room who had to deal with this. It didn't mean that men and others weren't supportive. Many were. But the zeitgeist of the time the t of the time placed the onus on women to fight for our rights. The book, The Feminine Mystique by Betty Friedan may have aptly described the darkness women felt, but it was her next book that struck me as pivotal. Called The Second Stage, it spoke of the necessity of all people to work for equal rights and access for everyone. The strength would come from working together to create a powerful force for change. That is holy. Second, and there are five points because you vote with your hand. Five. This leaked document is real. We must take its, its destructive intention seriously. It is magical thinking to wait until the official decision comes out in a month or so. We are paying close attention. The women in Texas, birth givers who have been forced into pregnancy, who have to sneak out of state through the dead of night under subterfuge to get an abortion are already risking their lives. The moment is heightened to hear their suffering and the potential for so many more. The decision disproportionately harms those already facing barriers to health care, including black, indigenous, and people of color, people in rural areas, LGBTQ plus people, people with disabilities, and low income people. Every time we act, with an awareness of the pain and distress of another person, we bring in holiness. Three, if the decision to protect the privacy of a person's right to choose is at stake, then what else could be taken away? Democracy is supposed to protect these rights. Whom and what are they coming for next? The draft document states specifically it is referring to abortion, but the Supreme Court has breached our trust. 55 men wrote the Constitution in 1787. Those guys didn't include abortion. Why would we think they would? But many behaviors were not explicitly covered in the Constitution. Interracial marriage, contraception, gay marriage. None are protected by the original Constitution. Does this mean these rights are already at risk too? We have made much progress in recognizing God's holiness in each person with laws to protect and uphold. Why give that up? Four. What about the lives of babies born as a result of forced pregnancies caused by no abortion? Do these children matter? Do the lives of those who carried them carry any significance? 
Leviticus 19.16 teaches not to be complicit in doing harm to your fellow person. Al ta'amod al damreacha. If they are at risk, we all are. Pro-life should be about proactive, proactive being toward the lives they will lead. What systems and safety nets are increased and enhanced to protect and to support them, not constantly voting those very assistance down? Otherwise, those who don't have access to abortion, those born into challenging circumstances are forced into economic and social hardship. How is it possible to care so passionately for an embryo and not a living, breathing child? Five, language matters. If abortion is not allowed, then the alternative is forced pregnancy. Let's start asking, are you in favor of forced pregnancy? It is not, as one newly appointed Supreme Court justice offered, a matter of just carrying the pregnancy to term for, abortion, for adoption. A person, whether 14 or 40, raped by a man she is related to or not, is still rape. Why would any of us, regardless of gender, obligate her to stay pregnant? We are all responsible to protect any birth giver. Forced pregnancy affects us all. The late Mario Cuomo, former governor of New York and devoted Catholic, was quoted as saying, if you are against abortion, then don't have one. He believed the right to decide is an individual one and should not be controlled by the government. That is the language that matters. It is said that the very central verse of the Torah is Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Love your neighbor as yourself. Seven verses earlier, the Holiness Code instructs us, you shall not steal. You shall not deal deceitfully or falsely with one another. This week, as we study these ideas, I regard the Supreme Court as stealing the privacy from every person as it has to do with their body. I also feel that there, there has been deceit and false claims by the justices when they spoke under oath that Roe is the law of the land. How quickly they have shown that they did not speak truthfully. The Holiness Code encompasses many ideas it includes the same ideas as the Ten Commandments and adds many more. At its core, though, is love your neighbor as yourself. Our perception of the needs of others is matched by how we regard ourselves. If we value shelter, protection, privacy, nourishment, and a meaningful life, how could we not want to guarantee it for others? How could those basic desires be robbed from others? The central idea of holy living is holy caring for others. Today, I want us to remember 
that we can stand strong and be galvanized to take part in this unfortunate historic moment. We must have hope. We can establish stability and ensure into the future the right to decide how we live, whom to love, how we deal with the zone of privacy that belongs to us, and the God-given ability to make sure we take care of one another with the holiness each person deserves. If you want to be part of the work of securing productive, reproductive rights, you can, if you are on site, leave your name on the card in the back and, and there is a basket for it to hold it. If you are online, you can private message Amy Schur, private message her with your name and your email address, please. I am grateful for this community because I know we are all in this together. Shabbat Shalom. This has been a Temple Israel of Boston production. Join us next time for another episode of TI Clergy Corner.